Welcome aboard to Cruise Radio, your home port for everything cruising and more. Subscribe to our newsletter and weekly radio show at cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise One Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Also, subscribe to our newsletter for some cool behind-the-scenes stuff and so much more at cruiseradio.net. You can also subscribe to our show there or on iTunes. If you didn't know, the cruising industry brings in millions to the local economy and has a ripple effect throughout the whole region. Nancy Rubin, Director of Communications for the Jacksonville Port Authority, will be joining us. The first Stuart Chiron, the Cruise Guy, is here. You can find him at cruiseguy.com or follow him on Twitter at cruiseguy or call 800-700-3881. He just got back from Germany, got a sneak peek at the brand new Celebrity Eclipse. Welcome back, my friend. Guys, it's great to be here, and it was actually uh, pretty exciting because uh, they called uh, Monday afternoon telling us that instead of leaving Wednesday, we're leaving on Tuesday. Uh, Can we still go? (laughs) So we did make the the adjustments. We flew into, uh, you know, Dusseldorf, Germany, uh, took the bus to Poppenberg, and when we got off the ship, we went into uh, one of the buildings, and they surprised us with the cutting of the first piece of steel for solstice four which has been named silhouette oh cool right 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 Stuart, real quick what goes on at a steel cutting ceremony well it's actually a button yeah so in this case uh, dan hanrahan pressed the president of celebrity pressed a button and uh on the other side of the wall there was a a big um steel cutting machine circular and there was a, saw a, a flat piece of steel and the steel cutter just immediately started uh cutting you know, cutting away the pieces. Uh, we've actually got uh, uh, some pieces uh, that they are going to be sending back that uh, I did uh, ask for you guys, so you'll each have a piece of the uh, steel that was uh, being cut. Okay. And then cool. they, just, they just start cutting these things in, in sheets. And uh, I'll actually email uh, some pictures that you guys can uh, post on uh, cruiseradio.net for the listeners. So kind of like a ribbon-cutting ceremony. He presses the button, it cuts the steel, everybody applauds, and you go have cocktails. It's essentially that's it. You know, the yeah. it's it's unbelievable how much of this is done by computer. Yeah, it's almost like a stencil. You know, you press the button and there's a huge machine uh, in another room and it just starts uh, it just starts the cutting process. Uh-huh. But what a lot of people don't realize is it doesn't take a whole lot of time to uh, construct these holes in the decks. Uh, you know, it's you know when you're dealing with the prefabricated stuff, which are the actual modules, including the cabins and and the different rooms. Uh, you know, so once the hull is done, I mean, everything just kind of flies together, just like a puzzle. So that was uh, pretty exciting. And then after that ceremony, we we had a really nice tour of the of the shipyard, and we saw several of the people. Not not many people picked up on it, but. Uh, Disney Dream is being built there. Right. So we had a chance to one. I got some really nice pictures of the plans mm-hmm. <laughs> of the of the ship, and uh, inside the inner workings of the building were the first pieces uh, for the hull of Disney Dream. So that was a uh, you know kind of uh, fun. And then you know hopping on uh, uh, Celebrity Eclipse, and just like the previous two Eclipse uh, Equinox and Solstice. She was a stunning ship. Uh, the interior was not done. Uh, huh. I did try to get a drink at the Martini Bar, <laughs> but uh, you know, between the uh, the sanding and the uh, installation of of the bar, it was a little hard. And uh, you know, so after dinner uh, at the Ocean View Grill, we went down to the casino, and uh, the casino still had the the plastic and and everything over it. Huh. So uh, unfortunately, that that wasn't going to be entertaining that night. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, it, the, the pictures, the exterior just look oh so beautiful. It looks she she is gorgeous, a gorgeous ship. And what was really interesting was the conveyance, which was we actually left the shipyard. The uh, Eclipse traveled backward with a tugboat in the front, a tugboat in the back, and that was more of just speed issues. We were traveling uh, north uh, to uh, Ameshaven in the in the Netherlands, and uh, so we were you know we were going about 25 miles uh, 25 uh, miles uh, up the River Ems uh, through Germany. Uh, you know we went through this narrow lock where we had literally inches. Uh, on others on either side, and the shipyard owner told us that uh, they flooded the uh, river two weeks ago in order to try to make the river deep enough in order to get this ship out. Huh. And the reason why the ship can't be finished is they continue to bring in a lot of uh, equipment and uh, supplies for the ship, and it would weigh the ship down because we, uh, the draft of the ship, guys, was was maybe five to six inches. On in some areas of of the river. Wow! And Holy cow! It was, but you know the you know the ships have they don't really have the screws like they used to as far as propellers. Mm -hmm. So the Anziopods just kind of turned in the other direction, which is why we were able to go backward for so long. But uh, you know, as we were going, they played uh, "Time to Say Goodbye" by Bocelli, and mm -hmm. you know, people were crying. Huh. And, uh, you know, it was an emotional. I mean, you, you know, how many people were on board? Mm -mm. Including the workmen, there was maybe a hundred passengers. Wow! Wow! That's um, our group was ten, so it was it was it was just a, a lot of fun. And then we got to uh, M Haven the next day, uh, took the bus, and we spent the next two days in uh, in Amsterdam. But let me tell you, people are just going to be just stunned by what a, a fantastic ship this is, and you know the the Eclipse ships just continue to just really surprise people because you know no one's really there's there's really nothing out there that that that's as nice uh with a ship this size what's next for the uh, eclipse before the big inaugural sailing is it going to be uh, like sea trials well the, actually the day we got off the ship which was friday the uh ship went and did uh, its first sea trials and then it, what it does it'll it, it's it's back in uh eames haven they're re they're fitting the ship bringing in the supplies making the finishing touches uh, it's going to go to Hamburg, Germany uh, to do a, a, a cruise, and then it's going to go up to Southampton, where on uh, April uh, 24th to the 26th, it will do the naming ceremony and uh, sail its, you know, sail the next um, cruise, and then the 26th of April is actually its uh, inaugural voyage. Listening to Cruise Radio, the fastest growing cruise talk radio show in the nation. You can now follow Cruise Radio on Twitter at Cruise Radio. If you didn't know, the cruising industry brings in millions to the local economy and has a ripple effect through the whole region. 
Nancy Rubin is the Director of Communications for the Jacksonville Port Authority, and she talks to us about the benefits of having a home-based cruise port. And we love her. Nancy Rubin. Yes. Welcome to Cruise Radio. I knew I'm here for a reason. That was lovely. Thank you. (laughs) Well, we've had a good run here in Jacksonville for the short amount of time, relatively speaking. Uh, The carnival fascination has been sailing out of here, and we really want to keep it here, don't we? We've done uh, very well in the cruise business in Jacksonville. I think sometimes it's a, a carefully kept secret for some reason that the benefits of cruise are, are far beyond just the happiness of the vacationers who who get away for a few days. There really is uh, a benefit to the entire area. Um, it increases quality of life by employing people and by throwing off economic activity, the hotel motels, the, the gas stations, convenience stores, believe it or not, the restaurants. Um, folks come in ahead of time. They, they spend a night or two in the local hotels. Um, many other cruise ports have, have done a great job of working on their excursions, their pre- and post-cruise excursions. And that's something that Jacksonville has to work on, um, but that could be part of our future. And I think when people hear about the cruise business, they go, gosh, it'd be nice to get on a cruise. Hmm. But I think they stop there and don't realize that it is an important part of this area's business environment and and economic health. And it's not only good for those restaurants and gas stations and such you mentioned, but also it creates jobs that you don't even think about. Well, there are certain specialty jobs that are required only because the cruise ship comes in and, you know, people make deliveries, they provision the ship, and what we had been talking about is some of the the specialty items that have to actually be taken off of the ship carefully, treated carefully, some of the uh, uh, chemicals and other processes that they're using in the photography studios, and um, the fueling of the ship is a specialty job that somebody here locally gets to do, and then... And, of course, there are all the other jobs that are at the terminal. I get excited when I go down there on a cruise day. I start counting workers as I pull into August Drive, which is the road that leads up to where the cruise ship is docked. And there are people checking passenger tickets, helping them park, driving them in the little cart from the parking lot to the terminal if they're elderly or handicapped or they just can't make it, you know, walking to the terminal. The people inside the terminal who um, work on the embarkation team, friendly, happy, you know, welcoming people to Jacksonville who maybe have never been here before. Mm -hmm. The embarkation team in our cruise terminal has won international awards from Carnival. People say they are the greatest team that they have met on their cruise um, cruise journeys around to other terminals. And uh, 95% of the people who come through our terminals say they would return and take another cruise out of Jacksonville. So. Do you have an approximate number of how many jobs it's brought to Jacksonville? You know, it throws off the ripple effect out about 500 jobs. We had a study done about two years ago, and it said 460 jobs, but that was on 50 voyages a year. We're doing nearly 80 voyages a year, so I'm going to have to say better than 500. I can tell you just a brief little story. We had a hiatus between our smaller ship, the Celebration, and our larger ship that now sails out of Jacksonville, the Fascination. We had about a six-month gap, no ship. And the hotel motel people will tell you that in that six months, 
they lost enough business that they, they had to lay people off, workers, maids and, and front desk clerks and, and whatnot, and that when the fascination came in September of 2008, I think I have my dates right, um, they saw an uptick again enough that their business became more robust and they were able to hire workers back. So they are giving testament to the power of that business. Um, there is an impact. And, you know, Jacksonville's going to have to work to keep the business. It needs to relocate. And our board of directors, in the near future, I'm not exactly sure when, is really going to have to bring the question up, uh, where are we going to put this business? Where are we going to continue it? Where will we grow it? Uh, there are communities up and down the east coast of the United States that would love to be in the cruise business. Some of them have um, begun to beef up their businesses. Charleston is one. Uh, Savannah is another community that is, uh, there's a lot of rumblings coming out of there that they'd like to be in the cruise business, and, and they're looking mm. at the feasibility of doing it. And what I say is, you know, Jacksonville, we've got it. Let's nurture it. Let's know how valuable it is, and let's work to keep it even if there are challenges ahead in that regard. Um, or make the decision that we are willing, willing to let these other communities build their cruise businesses while we indeed would lose ours. So I think it's a big question that the community is going to have to help us with in the next, probably the next few months. Can you give me an idea of the number of embarkations out of Jacksonville uh, 2009 and, and to date? I would love to. We actually set a record in the number of passengers that we embarked. Um, uh, 186,000 is the round figure. Mm. And uh, we've been in the business seven years, and that was the largest number of passengers we've ever had in a given year. Now, of course, the ship is larger. Uh, the ship that we're sailing now uh, is about 2,000 passengers strong, a little bit more. And they, uh, they managed to fill that ship plus. Every time it goes out, it we like to say it's better than 100% full. The uh, cabin occupancy obviously is counted double occupancy, two people a cabin, and inevitably folks bring the kids or they bring grandma or they put four family members in a cabin. And so it goes out at better than 100% capacity. I've even had our cruise operation folks tell me that they've actually had to leave crew members here in Jacksonville so they could accommodate mm. more passengers because mm. of course there's like a legal limit you know on right. the number of people they can put on the boat so they had whatever extra crew members maybe were hitching a ride or you know maybe they just gave somebody an extra couple of days off but they said okay crew members we've got you know a fair paying people here wanting to get on so you're out. And for the listeners who haven't cruised at all or they don't cruise very often, just to remind you, it is the best bang for your buck. Each week, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, joins us and at the end of the show gives us the hot deals, but the deals are unbelievable. Yeah, in November I did a comparison and it was uh, for a family of four, a three-night cruise, uh, $896 and then three nights in Disney with the tickets and everything, $2,120. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's for a family of four. Yeah. That's awesome. Can I just get back to tooting our horn a little bit more here about being in Jacksonville, what a great city it is, and uh, to be here for Super Bowl, and uh, man, when those fireworks, the show lit up the sky, I, I swear it was like Baghdad or something. It, it was very it, it was really, I felt a lot of pride, and I will say, I mean, uh, born and raised here, I went away for a while, but being back in Jacksonville, and being, you know, I should be desensitized to a lot of the things here, but... Every time I, uh, which is not very often, sit in Ruth's Chris downtown <laughs> on the river and I look outside at night when the sun goes down and the lights start to come out, I'm like, you know what? This is an awesome city. The river is so 
incredible, and it's just a great, great city. And, and beautiful and uh, worth visiting Yeah, for people who haven't been here. But again, we as Jacksonville citizens have, have work to do. We can't just sit back and hope they'll come. Yeah. We have to build things and develop the opportunities to attract folks. And um, sometimes I think we forget that, too, that it's hard work. Uh, to be successful in in the tourism business and and to attract visitors and businesses and and keep um, good businesses here. There's work to do. All right, Nancy Rubin, Director of Communications for the Jacksonville Port Authority. Thank you for your passion and all of your information. We really, really enjoyed talking to you. We hope to talk to you very soon. I hope so. Have a good one. Thanks a lot. Show questions or comments? We'd love to hear from you at 866-874-7957. All right, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, is still with us because we've got a lot of ground to cover. Stuart, i got to ask you about this. i got an email from Norwegian Cruise Line saying they're raising prices. What's up with that? Well, it's, it's very exciting for them. I mean, they claim to have had, quote, unprecedented year-to-date increase mm-hmm. uh, in their booking volume. So to celebrate, uh, they're going to be uh, raising prices. Woo-hoo! So... <laughs> Their, their uh, super secret uh, sale that they've had going on uh, will end on um, April 1st, which is, guess what? April, April Fool's, Fool's Day. Oh, <laughs> so, so if you wait till then, uh, April 2nd is when uh, their, their secret sale is over, and uh, they're going to be uh, raising their prices. Now, keep in mind, does it mean anything? Really, no. The, it's, it's more of a, of a marketing ploy. A lot of other cruise lines, they're actually following Carnival who did the same thing the week before. Um, and Carnival said, we're going to raise summer sailings. NCL, not to be outdone, said we're raising pricing on all of our sailings forever. So like when the airlines do it, uh, they, they try to do a 10 to $20 per person uh, segment increase. Uh, then they decide that, well, you know what, no one's followed or we're not getting enough bookings, so they have to retract it. So if you're not able to make your plans uh, to sail on NCL by April 1st, don't worry about it. Right. <laughs> All right, a few weeks ago, 300 passengers fell ill to the norovirus aboard the Celebrity Mercury, and it has happened again. What is going on? Well, keep in mind, the ship has had three sailings, and I believe it's just over 1,000 people have um, you know, come down with norovirus. Now, here's a very important piece of information guys you ready yes the ship (laughs) is not at fault a cruise ship has never been at fault the water supply the food supplies have never been the cause of the norovirus guess what the cause is i'm gonna guess a dirty city other passengers sick passengers bringing it on now keep in mind the norovirus is something that affects it's a it's a stomach flu you're right. affected for 24 to 48 hours. So, it's, so when you read that maybe 400 passengers were sick, it's not 400 at the same time. It was two or three, then there's 10, and then there's the first eight are done, and you know it just goes. But unfortunately, you know people are not washing their hands. They're not avoiding the person-to-person contact. They're not using soap when they wash their hands. And uh, unfortunately, when you know people are sick, you know they can also be uh, inconsiderate. And but in this case specifically, why why is the ship out of South Carolina having the problem? Some people have said that that celebrities should get rid of the ship. It's not the ship, right? And what's interesting is that the uh, S- South Carolina 
um, is is experiencing a 50% increase land-based of the norovirus. So their Department of Health and Environmental Control are reporting that it's twice the number of norovirus break outbreaks in South Carolina. So it's not the ship, it's the people in South Carolina. So if you want to point a finger, maybe what celebrities should do is pull the ship out of South Carolina until this you know, kind of comes, uh, you know, gets, gets resolved. But th- there's only so much they can do to keep the ship and the passengers clean. And yep. what people have to understand is when they do get on board, those hand sanitizer machines, which, you know, we've all seen, those are not part of the decoration. <laughs> right. And they're not trying to be difficult. It's just when you're going in to eat, make sure you use it. One thing I noticed aboard Royal Caribbean's Oasis of the Seas when you so kindly got us on board there was there were actually attendants standing next to those sanitizers to really kind of push it on you and encourage you um, and I don't think I've seen that before really where they were those attendants were really when you're when you're going into areas where food's being served especially the buffets yeah. um, it, it's really a strong urging for you to take this seriously because yeah. what will happen is if you're on a, on a sailing that is deemed a code red where uh, more than 3% of the passengers are ill I mean they, they then go into different stages of response. So when you go to the buffet, guess what? You're not allowed to touch the food. They will have to have a a waiter there to uh, get the food for you who's wearing gloves. Right. When you go to the in the dining room, you will not be able to touch the, the uh, bread bowl. They will they will bring the bread to you and you can point to it the salt and pepper shakers. But I mean, this has really over the years become a science. And for people, would I go on a cruise? Absolutely. Would I be concerned about the norovirus? No. Just make sure you wash your hands, use the hand sanitizers, bring your own. Um, but just just take it seriously. And if you see people that look ill to you, then you know you should definitely say something to to the crew. Or we have a listener email. You can always email comments at cruiseradio.net. Where is this coming from, Doug? This is coming from Spokane, Washington. It says, hey, guys, I recently purchased a cruise on Royal Caribbean's Enchantment of the Seas. The base price of the cruise was $599 and an additional $200 in port taxes and surcharges. What exactly are port charges and surcharges, and who gets them? Well, there's actually, it's, it's, first of all, it's a great question. And what the cruise lines do is they, the port charges and government taxes and fees used to be bundled together. And what the cruise lines have done is, uh, based on certain settlements with different states' governments, is they've taken the port charges and just bundled it into the cruise price. Mm-hmm. But what sometimes happens is that they, it's, you know, when you see the invoices, it, it can be unbundled. So what the port charges cover are the charges that are incurred, uh, that are spread by passenger for each of the port. That includes, it could include port, port handling, uh, you know, you know, depending on the port, they charge a different amount per passenger. Also, depending on the ship, um, the stevedore charges. So, a typical seven-day uh, port charge is about $159 of your cruise fare. Then, on top of that, that's when you have your government taxes and fees uh, to cover the taxes and fees between the the different um, ports that you you visit, including where you begin and where you end your cruise. So it, it is a legitimate uh, uh, expense, uh, broken down. Uh, unfortunately, it's just one of those that uh, um, you know the cruise lines with the state governments have just kind of simplified and said here here's the number, 
and whether it's padded or not, that's uh, that's that's another uh, subject. Very good. Answers the question. We got to pause now, but after the break, we will get your hot deals, Stuart. Cruise Radio will return after these brief words. Have you been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise one. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise one. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun? Cosmo? Or New England? Or Canada? Or Italy? Or Greece? Or the Far East? Or how about a cruise around the whole world? Cruise one. Got a dream vacation for you. Cruise one. Let us send you on your way. Cruise one. Number one in cruising nationwide. One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1 or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in cruising And this is your cruise news. Norwegian Cruise Lines announced this week that it will make major enhancements to its private island, Great Stirrup K, located 120 miles east of Fort Lauderdale in the Barry Island chain of the Bahamas. The 250-acre island will undergo a two-phase renovation, totaling in excess of $20 million, spanning 22 months and scheduled to be completed by the end of 2011. Princess Cruises has named Copenhagen as its Port of the Year for 2009, a distinction awarded as the result of passenger satisfaction surveys. Copenhagen is the first port outside of North America to earn this honor. Cunard passengers no longer have to remember to take their tickets with them for embarkation. This class-oriented, very traditional line has stepped into modern times and begun to issue only electronic tickets for passengers. And that is your cruise news. For more, go to cruiseradio.net. And now back to Cruise Radio with your hosts, Matt Bashford and Doug Parker. And now Stuart Sheeran has your hot deals. What is the latest? Besides the carnivals and the Royal Caribbeans this summer, um, you know, out of uh, you know, the ports in Florida, we're also going to have uh, the return of Princess and Celebrity Cruises this year. Uh, both ships, uh, we have the Emerald Princess uh, sailing out of uh, Fort Lauderdale doing uh, seven-night Eastern uh, Caribbean uh, to Princess Cays, which is their private beach. Uh, St. Martin, St. John, St. Thomas, and Grand Turks. Uh, they've got pricing that was from fifteen ninety nine as low as $549 mm. per person. Uh, we've got uh, an April 25th sailing, which is really a terrific opportunity for people that are looking for these repositioning cruises. It's doing a 15-night Panama Canal going from Fort Lauderdale to San Francisco, stopping in Montego Bay, Cartagena, Colombia, through the canal, and then you've got uh, Punta Arenas, uh, Huatulco, Puerto Vallarta, and Cabo San Lucas. Was starting from $45.99. We're starting now from just $15.59 per person, and that would include your return air. Mm-hmm. So depending on where you're flying from and to, uh, it may be slightly higher, but, uh, I mean, $15.59 with a return is, is a really good deal. Yeah. Disney still has availability on its 14-night transatlantic cruise uh, from Port Canaveral, uh, up to uh, Barcelona, so they had started uh, from about 1899, and right now we're seeing prices for the 14-night cruise from as low as 699 dollars per person. Wow, uh, Stuart, I had also heard there was a pretty good deal uh, going to Alaska. 
Well, there's really a great deal. It's, it's a good time to go, and some of the really good deals are going to start to uh, become available, I'd say, in the next couple of weeks. But uh, we, we mentioned in a previous deal about Celebrities Infinity going from Fort Lauderdale up to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But guess what? It's going to be going from San Francisco up to Alaska on May the 10th, and it's going to be doing an 11-night Alaska cruise as it repositions to Vancouver. And what's really neat about this is that typically you'll have one chance to see the glaciers. So in this case, you'll not only have Hubbard Glacier, but you'll also go to Icy Strait Point, so you'll actually have two. So this ship will go from San Francisco, two days at sea, Ketchikan, Juneau, Skagway, Icy Strait Point, Hubbard Glacier, Sitka. Oh, I love Sitka. Which is, which is very rare to be on any itinerary. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's an old Russian fishing, fishing village. And then you get to go to Victoria, where you can go see the Butcher Gardens and then into Van- Vancouver. You said but s- they've got some deals starting from just $1,099, mm. including airfare. I knew you were going to say that. Wow. I, I love talking about that. I mean, ten ninety nine including airfare it's for an so- 11-9 cruise. Again, you're going to get two glaciers. You're going to get Sitka and uh, Skagways. And then two Canadian ports. You get Victoria and Vancouver. So for ten ninety nine with airfare, it's a steal. All right, thanks, man. You can follow Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, at cruiseguy.com or follow him on Twitter at cruiseguy or call 800-700-3881. That's going to do it for us this week. Of course, Stuart will be back with us as always. And Paul Motter, editor-in-chief of cruisemates.com, will be giving us some helpful tips on preventing the norovirus. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio and sign up for our newsletter at cruiseradio.net. You can also subscribe to our show there or on iTunes for some great advertising opportunities just go to cruiseradio.net and click on advertise. From the Cruise One Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Bassford here with Doug Parker, and this is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio.